0: we begin with the sudden though not altogether surprising resignation of miami's city manager leading that public drama commissioner joe Corollo.
1: with the commission's balance of power now tilted in joe corio's direction he moved to fire gonzalez last month accusing the manager of abusing his power for personal gain that move failed to Uh, win by one vote. But the investigation into those accusations is underway.
0: And this week, Gonzalez made his own move by resigning. Emilio GONZALEZ NEVER DID GET TO PRESENT HIS SIDE AT THE COMMISSION MEETING AFTER THREE COMMISSIONERS VOTED TO FIRE HIM. HE JOINS US RIGHT NOW LIVE FOR THAT AND A DEEPER DIVE INTO THIS WEEK'S DRAMA. GOOD MORNING, MR. MANAGER Good morning. STILL ON THE JOB, yes, IS ma'am. THAT RIGHT?
2: YES, MA'AM, THANK yeah. YOU. Emilio.
1: Thank you. YES, WE'VE SEEN YOUR LETTER OF resignation, BUT GO THROUGH IT FOR US. WHY DID YOU RESIGN?
2: WELL, IT JUST REACHED THE POINT WHERE I HAD TO BALANCE um, what is the important business of running the city of Miami and some home issues that I needed to take care of? And base, your wave Yes, sir. And, and based on um, the last two commission meetings, I figured, you know what? I think it's time to go. This is a good time. You always got to know when to get on and when to get off the ride. Uh, our city has uh, has performed in, in, in a spectacular manner over this past two years, Mayor Suarez. Um, I think has, has done wonders in, in promoting and projecting our city. Our finances are fine. Our budget is less than last year's, which never, I, I explained that to somebody in Tallahassee and they looked at me funny. How do you have a budget smaller than the year before? Well, it's hard, but you do it. Um, our reserves are fine. Our, our investments are up. So I thought this was the right time to do it
0: okay so that was very diplomatic and anyone who has watched a miami city commission meeting knows that that's not always the rule of the day for better or worse so in in also in your resignation letter you put policy discussions gave way to personal destruction and so with that very diplomatic answer (coughs) There is a, an underlying, personally destructive atmosphere on that commission and involving mm-hmm. really the city that affects the city, the employees, the residents. I'd like you to speak to, Mr. Manager, why is that? And, and you, by design or default, were part of that.
2: Well, you know, why is that? It's hard to say. Normally, when you have a city that is, is running well a city that be, is pretty much the envy of the rest of the country, a city that is a brand in and of itself. Um, you want your, politi- your political leadership to embrace that and take advantage of that and run with that. And, and it hasn't happened here. And, and like I said, we have, we have a mayor that I will tell you is probably one of the most honorable and decent people you'll ever meet. Um, we have a city that is where everybody wants to come. When I was a director of immigration. Um, I used to, in my speeches, say Miami is one of the few cities in, in the world where people are literally dying to get to. And back then we had people washing ashore. Um, and, and all my letter was is a reflection of what was being told to me. I, I would go to the grocery store. I would walk my dog. I I would go here. I'd go to a restaurant. Yeah. And, and people would come up to me and say, what's going on?
1: Yeah, but Amelia but Emilio- those good reviews stopped with Joe Correo. Commissioner Correo is your chief antagonist uh, and this week he not only tried to punish you for your comments as you left, but also tried to reduce your salary to $15 an hour. Right. That's now he said that wasn't. He told me, I asked him, he said, no, that's not trying to humiliate him, just trying to sort of humble him, I guess. Well,
2: I, to be clear, I did not watch the commission meetings. Um, I'm going to this week sometime but I did get enough text messages or phone calls to tell me, you know, I, I, I don't know what, what's in his mind. Uh, I, I always carried myself in a very professional manner. Um, I, I have resigned from my position. I will talk to the mayor sometime this week to see when the actual effective date will be, but it probably won't be much more than a couple of weeks from now. So, so the, the animus of wanting to pile on or, or, you know, me leaving, not under my terms, but somebody else's terms, maybe behind this but I try not to get in his head when he makes those statements.
0: So he's he's made some public statements so we can get outside of his head, we can sort of parse what, what he said to both Michael, uh-huh. uh, we spoke to the commissioner the day they <clears throat> went to fire you. He said a couple of things that stuck out in my mind, that he he felt you run the city like a military dictator, is what he said. (laughs) Um, His new, the newest commissioner, Alex Diaz de la Portilla, who is an ally and sort of changes the balance of power Mm -hmm. on that commission, said that his impression was that you don't communicate well with commissioners, that the processes of the city, they are left in the dark. Uh, and he would like to start fresh. So those are some public criticisms of you that you can now address. Okay. And
1: Manolo Reyes, for the, what it's worth, <clears throat> Commissioner, made sort of the same criticisms as well. Well,
2: what, what you have is, look, I, I, I spent my adult life in the military. And in the military, you work on policies and processes and priorities. I brought in a deputy who is also a retired colonel. Our public works director is also a retired corps of engineer colonel. Our capital projects director is a retired corps of engineer colonel. And what we did was we took the city and we realized where we had some weaknesses, and a lot of it had to do with getting processes in place so that what we did as a city would be predictable, so there would be no more, hey, you, can you? No, these are our priorities, these are our processes, Mm -hmm. and this is our methodology, and this is how, and by the way, it's these types of things that has um, earned us upgrades in our, in our, in our yeah, bonds. Your, your bond rating is in,
1: in great shape. If, if I could, I want to get off Commissioner Correo in just a minute. But first, I did ask him on Friday, what's the problem that you've got with city manager Gonzalez? Here's that exchange. The state of the city overall is good financially uh, in many respects. What is it about Emilio Gonzalez? that ticked you off so much?
2: Well, look, this had nothing to do with Emilio Gonzalez, the state of the city. Uh, This is the man that didn't work hard. Uh, He only has been here for about two years. Uh, His usual work week was less than 40 hours uh, a week. Uh, So any accomplishments that the city of Miami made, uh, my God, how can this man try to take credit for that it's him uh, whether he was here or not uh any accomplishments would have happened what he what he did spend all his time in all right so there is commissioner Coyle laying out his case against you what's your response listen um for some reason he thinks i don't work i work every day i work every night i work weekends holidays you, you see me at activities um the city is doing well and by the way i don't take credit for every single good thing that's happened in the city but good things happen when you lay the groundwork and you lay the foundation and you create the tone and the tenor which allows people to want to come and which allows people to invest and allows our city to grow.
0: Um, let's. There There is a, a detail that's sort of an elephant in the room that the commissioner mm-hmm. brought up. uh, He's calling for and in fact in a way got an investigation into allegations that you sort of bullied the code enforcement department to allow some unpermitted work at your home. Worth it to say that a a businessman on Southwest 8th Street accused Joe Corollo of pretty much the same thing. Um, But answer to that, did you do something like that? Would you invite an investigation into that? I
2: I would invite an investigation into that as long as it was an impartial investigation. No, I did not do that. In fact, you can interview any city employee you want and they will tell you that that never happened. Um, I have the permits I was told I needed. And, and you didn't fudge any documents, change them in order to make it look like you qualified for that permit. It, there's no need to do that. I mean, it, um, our permitting system. In fact, we have an electronic permitting system. Um, so, so there's there's actually no reason why you would do that. It's just a, a, a permit. Um, to repair a, a deck in the back of my house.
0: So you welcome um, an investigation into making sure that all was up and up. I'm
2: welcome to an investigation. I'm not real comfortable right now with an investigation done and, and the mayor said it the other day, I'm told, um, by an entity which is controlled by the same people that are accusing me. Um, that that I have a problem with. But if they want to talk to anybody in the in the administration, they want to talk to any employee, they want to talk to anybody from the department director down to a secretary they're more than welcome to but because this is still one of the reasons i haven't really addressed this is because we're still into the can he or can he not do an investigation and i just want yeah. that to, to end before i actually go out, go into it
1: all right well emilio gonzalez you used to run miami-dade county aviation mia a colonel you ran the immigration services WE KNOW YOUR RESUME <laughs> AND THANK YOU FOR A GOOD SERVICE. at
2: uh, THANK City YOU, Miami. MICHAEL. THANK YOU SO MUCH FOR HAVING ME. I APPRECIATE
0: let IT. A- MIAMI-DADE POLICE DEPARTMENT HAS A NEW BOSS WHO TOOK CONTROL OF ONE OF THE LARGEST AND MOST DIVERSE LAW de- ENFORCEMENT DEPARTMENTS IN THE COUNTRY. OF COURSE, THAT IS NOT THE VIDEO OF THE DEPARTMENT, <laughs> BUT WE'LL GET RIGHT TO THAT. Uh, THE APPOINTMENT REALLY NOT A HUGE SURPRISE. DIRECTOR FREDDIE RAMIREZ'S ELEVATION FROM THE DEPARTMENT'S NUMBER TWO HAS BEEN PART OF AN OFFICIALLY UNOFFICIAL SUCCESSION PLAN.
1: Freddie Ramirez is a 25 year veteran of the Miami-Dade PD. He has worked everything from narcotics to homicide police operations and for the last four years, second in command to Juan Perez and now he is in command. Freddie Ramirez, great to have you come in. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Your first
0: week and your first Sunday morning at the table. Yes, ma'am. Hopefully, many more. So, when you were uh, elevated by Mayor Carlos Jimenez a couple of weeks ago, we were all there, and you started out by saying you had a couple of priorities. One of them was taking care of your officers, their wellness and well being, and the other was gun violence. So, let's start right there. Let's start with the wellness because gun violence is going to be, I think, a bit Mm -hmm. of a a discussion. What do you do for badly needed wellness in the police department? Well,
3: fortunately, I I feel strongly that we have one of the best psychological service wellness uh, components across the country. Our our clinicians have gone around the country and people are taking notes of what we're doing. It's very important that we focus on our employees, especially in the professional law enforcement and our professional personnel, which are civilian staff, because the needs and the demands that are out there and the scrutiny that wears on them. I, I always do the analogy that When we recruit for new officers, we recruit probably about 5,000, a small amount, make it the best of the best. They go through the academy, they're pure, motivated, but once they get into the streets and they see, you know, the tragedies, the heartache, the the stuff that goes on out there, that wears on them. So then what I don't want is to wait. If, if there is a problem that an officer is feeling that it turns into a discipline problem. and then when the whole process is over, you're wondering how did we get to that? We should mm-hmm. have intervened. So that's what I do I want to do that. I want to make sure that our, our officers feel confident, they feel supported out there yeah. while they're serving the community.
1: Uh, let, let me cite an example. It just occurs to me. Uh, late last week, there was a 69 year old gentleman who was driving the wrong way on the Don Shula expressway. Yes. One of your patrol officers saw that, turned around, tried to stop him, was not able to. And then this guy, just by chance, strange chance, you know, hit one of your other patrol officers. Now, what kind of counseling? I mean, you know, for somebody to have died, to have prevented this, I mean, these these patrol officers had to be, this is fairly traumatic, no
3: matter how tough you are. What do they do? How do you help them? Well, the first thing we did was we sent out our psychological services section out there to talk to the officer. I mean, at first they they're in shock. Thank goodness that she's okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as she goes home and then, you know, digest what happened to her, I mean, I could just imagine for the next 72 hours, a nightmare is the belief that when right. you start feeling sore that you could have died. Not right. to mention my responding officers, remember, they're doing their patrols. they hear the what we call a 315. They're rushing because they're expecting the worst, you're hyped up, you get there and thank good, everybody's hugging and you're right. checking on the victim of the accident and you got to control the chaos of the scene and it, you know and then back to a normal call. So imagine that yin yeah. and yang back and forth, back and forth right. till the next thing that pops off, which right. is unpredictable.
0: Right. Let's, uh, let's talk about the gun violence component. That is such an issue in our community, and, and it takes different forms, really, yes. in, in various parts of our community. Um, you've been at the department 25 years, yes, no. half your life, and I'm going to remember that 25 years ago, gun violence was a, an issue. What can you do differently? What, are your, what is your vision for, may I say, finally moving the needle?
3: Well, personally, I feel even under Director Perez's leadership, we have moved the leaders, the leader of fighting gun violence. And we've done that by not so much focusing it as a law enforcement issue. It's a community issue as well. And we have worked together and I've I've talked about the great, people that I work with like Romania Dukes, Tangela Sears, mm-hmm. you know, Leroy Jones, Circle of Brotherhood, those so, people. So the
0: pe- I just want people to know that the people that you're talking about and, you know, Tangela yes. Romania, full disclosure, friends yes. of mine, um, they are activists because they have been touched. Exactly. They're families. They have lost. Um, but what, what you're saying is, sounds great, but there is right now still mm-hmm. that issue. Well, yes.
3: Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Just over the weekend, a 16-year-old male was shot. Mm-hmm. IN THE BACK OF THE HEAD TARGETED, yes. BUT THE PROBLEM WITH POLICING THAT IS WE HAVE ALL THE RESOURCES OUT THERE, OUR OFFICERS ARE DOING EVERYTHING THEY CAN, BUT I CANNOT CONTROL INTENT. I CANNOT CONTROL SOMEBODY WHO TEXTS SOMEBODY AND TELLS THEM so and so's RIGHT THERE, mm-hmm. WHO UPSET ME ABOUT SOMETHING MAYBE THREE MONTHS AGO AND DECIDED TO RESOLVE THAT PROBLEM NOT BY A FIGHT, not by a bad word, but by pointing a gun, me, and that's a part where police really—it's—it's it's a difficult position yeah. to be in. That's where the Can community. Can I just, groups, uh, Director? I just—I yes, don't mean
0: to interrupt you. I just want to make sure we fill it all in. Yeah. Um, is there a component of law enforcement prosecution? AND I'M TALKING ABOUT THE LAW 1020 LIFE. SO THOSE PEOPLE YOU'RE TALKING ABOUT WHEN THEY GO TO JAIL OR THEY GO IN FRONT OF A COURT AND HAVE A lengthy RECORD OF PAST CRIMES. CAN YOU SAY AS THE DIRECTOR OF A POLICE DEPARTMENT THAT YOU FEEL OR DON'T FEEL SUPPORTED BY THE NEXT STEP IN LAW ENFORCEMENT THAT KEEPS ALLOWING THESE PEOPLE TO BE ON THE STREETS?
3: WELL, FIRST OF ALL, WE HAVE A GREAT RELATIONSHIP WITH Kathy RUNDLE. SHE'S SO DEDICATED TO WHAT WE'RE DOING THAT SHE HAS ATTORNEYS uh, built into our general investigative units in, in our South District and Northside District, also mm-hmm. with our U.S. Attorney for Hardo, we have great relationships. We're part of task forces, federal partnerships. You know, whatever happens down the criminal justice systems along the way, that's beyond our control as law enforcement. What we focus on is being responsive, doing proper investigations, and presenting a product. Now, the issue is the challenges are if witnesses come forward. A lot of those murders are <clears throat> circumstantial in nature, so you have to build them like Lego blocks. You know, right. and at the end of the day. At uh, the uh, end of the day, another party above me will decide if they're gonna move it forward or not. So that's yeah. really beyond my realm. What I do, what I can say is a department, the men and women of the Miami-Dade Police Department, including our lab, forensic stores they're doing an outstanding job. I'm extremely proud of what they do. And I don't really feel that they could do much more other than get more resources and keep being mm-hmm. more innovative as we move yeah. forward. Are there resources you don't have that you need? Well, we are, we get, we've get. we got the real crime crime center. We've hired a lot of officers. Um, We're deploying them strategically, and uh, we're a young department now. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, uh, Director, I I think one of the things you have done standing next to your predecessor, Juan Perez, over the last four years, maybe before, but I know for the last four years, whenever a child or teenager was shot in Miami-Dade County, he, and usually you, showed up at the scene, I mean, not just symbolically, but, you know, to hug some of the victims' families and to show that this gun violence is just totally unacceptable.
3: Are you going to continue doing that? Absolutely, because the biggest tragedy for me is to lose a child to gun violence or to lose an officer to gun violence. If you have that, fortunately, we've been we've been moving successfully but if that becomes a serious issue moving forward then we don't have a safe community and it's my responsibility to yeah. ensure that we have a safe community
0: you know before we before we go and we have a very short time left this this might be the last appointed sheriff in, so to speak in Miami-Dade County because because of new state law it becomes an elected position in 2024 right. will you run are you already thinking about How this job of yours is going to change when politics and elections are part of the equation?
3: Right now, I'm focusing on earning the respect and confidence of my employees in the community. I need to do this job right. I'm not. I'm not focusing on things that are four or five years. I'm worried about right now. Keeping this community safe, keeping my personnel safe.
0: I knew you were going to say that. Oh and that's what I'm going (laughs) to keep saying. That's not. I hope you. I hope you'll be back uh, very often in your tenure. And thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. We
1: appreciate it. Thanks very much, Director.